Chapter 91 of the Children's Bible by Henry A. Sherman This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Story of Job In the land of Uz there lived a man named Job, and he was blameless and upright, one who revered God and avoided evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned seven thousand sheep, three thousand camels, five hundred yoke of oxen, five hundred asses, and he had many servants, so that he was the richest man among all the peoples of the east. One day when the sons of God came before Jehovah, Satan came with them. Jehovah said to Satan, From where do you come? Satan answered, From going back and forth on the earth, and walking up and down on it. And Jehovah said to Satan, Have you seen my servant Job? For there is no man like him on the earth, blameless and upright, who revers God and avoids evil. Satan answered, But is it for nothing that Job reveres God? Have you not yourself made a hedge all about him, about his household, and about all that he has, you have blessed whatever he does, and his possessions have greatly increased. But just put out your hand now and take away all he has. He certainly will curse you to your face. Then Jehovah said to Satan, See, everything that he has is in your power. Only do not lay hands on Job himself. So Satan left the presence of Jehovah. One day as Job's sons and daughters were eating and drinking in the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses were grazing near them when Sabians suddenly attacked and seized them. The servants were put to the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, Lightning has fallen from heaven, and has completely burned up the sheep and the servants, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While this man was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The Chaldeans, attacking in three bands, raided the camels and drove them away. The servants were put to the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While this one was still speaking, another messenger came and said, your sons and daughters were eating and drinking in their oldest brother's house when a great wind came from across the wilderness, struck the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men and killed them. I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job rose, tore his robe, shaved his head, threw himself on the ground and worshipped, saying, Jehovah gave, Jehovah has taken away. Blessed be the name of Jehovah. In all this, Job did not sin nor blame God. On another day, when the sons of God came before Jehovah, Satan came with them. And Jehovah said to Satan, From where do you come? Satan said, From going back and forth on the earth and from walking up and down on it. Jehovah said to Satan, Have you seen my servant Job? For there is no man like him on the earth, blameless and upright one who reveres God and avoids evil. He still is faithful, although you led me to ruin him without cause. Satan answered Jehovah, 
Skin for skin, yes, a man will give all he has for his life. But just put out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh. He certainly will curse you to your face. Jehovah said to Satan, See, he is in your power, only spare his life. So Satan left the presence of Jehovah and afflicted Job from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head with leprosy so terrible that Job took a piece of broken pottery with which to scrape himself. As he sat among the ashes, his wife said to him, Are you still holding to your piety? Curse God and die. But he said to her, You speak like a senseless woman. We accept prosperity from God. Shall we not also accept misfortune? In all this, Job said nothing that was wrong. When Job's three friends heard of all this trouble that had befallen him, they came each from his own home. Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Naamathite. For they had arranged to go together and show their sympathy for him and comfort him. But when they saw him in the distance, they did not at first know him. Then they all wept aloud and tore their robes and threw dust upon their heads. And they sat down with him on the ground seven days and seven nights without anyone saying a word to him, for they saw that he was in great trouble. Then Job began to speak and said, Why did I not die at birth, breathe my last when I was born? I should then have laid down in quiet, should have slept and been at rest with kings and counselors of the earth who built themselves great pyramids, with princes rich in gold, who filled their houses with silver. There the wicked cease from troubling. There the weary are at rest, captives too at ease together, hearing not the voice of masters. There the small and great are gathered. There the slave is free at last. Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered, if one dares to speak, will it vex you? But who can keep from speaking? See, you have instructed many and strengthened the drooping hands. Your words have upheld the fallen, giving strength to tottering knees. But now that trouble comes, you are impatient. Now that it touches you, you lose courage. Is not your religion, your confidence, your blameless life, your hope? Remember, what innocent man ever perished? Or where were the upright ever destroyed? Happy the man whom God corrects. Therefore spurn not the Almighty's chastening, for he causes pain but to comfort, and wounds that his hands may heal. Then Job answered, What strength have I that I should endure, and what is my future that I should be patient? Is my strength the strength of stones, or is my body made of brass? A friend should be kind to one fainting. Though he lose his faith in the Almighty, teach me, and I will keep silent. Show me how I have sinned. But Bildad the Shuhite answered, Is God a God of injustice, or can the Almighty do wrong? If your children sinned against him, he has let them suffer the penalty, but you should earnestly seek him 
and devoutly beseech the Almighty. If you are pure and upright, he will surely answer your prayer and will prosper your righteous abode. Then Job answered, To be sure I know that it is so, but how can a man be just before God? He is wise in mind and mighty in strength. Who has ever defied him and prospered? Blameless I am, I regard not myself. I hate my life. It is all one to me. Therefore I openly declare, He destroys the blameless as well as the wicked. Then so far the Naamathite answered, If you would cleanse your heart and stretch out your hands to God and put away sin from your hand and let no wrong dwell in your tent, you would then lift your face without spot. You would then be steadfast and fearless. Then Job answered, Verily you are the people, and with you wisdom shall die. But I have a mind as well as you, and who does not know all this? Oh, that my words were now written, that they were inscribed in a book, that with an iron pen and with lead and rock they were carved forever. For I know that my defender lives, that at last he shall stand upon earth, and after this skin is destroyed, freed from my flesh, I shall see him, whom I shall behold for myself. My own eyes shall see and no strangers. Job again spoke and said, Oh, to be as the months of old, as in days when God guarded my steps, when his lamp shone above my head, and I walked by his light through the darkness. As I was in my prosperous days, when God protected my tent, when still the Almighty was with me, and my children were all about me, when I went to the gate of the city and took my seat in the open, the youths, when they saw me, retired, and the aged rose up and stood. The princes refrained from talking and laid their hands on their mouths. The voices of nobles were hushed, and their tongues stuck fast to their palates. He who heard of me called me happy. He who saw me bore me witness, for I saved the poor and cried, and the orphan with none to help him. The suffering gave me their blessing, and I made the widow's heart glad. Eyes was I to the blind, feet was I to the lame, and a father to those who were needy. I defended the cause of the stranger, I shattered the jaws of the wicked, and wrested the prey from his teeth. Men listened to me eagerly, and in silence awaited my counsel. After my words they spoke not, and my speech fell as raindrops upon them. But they sing of me now in derision, and my name is a byword among them. Oh, for someone to hear me, behold my defense all signed. Let now the Almighty answer. Let Jehovah write the charge. On my shoulder I would bear it. As a crown I would bind it round me. I would tell him my every act. Like a prince I would enter his presence. Then out of the whirlwind Jehovah answered Job. Where were you when I founded the earth? You have knowledge and insight, so tell me. You must know who determines its measures. 
or who measured it off with a line? On what were its foundations placed, or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars all sang together, and the sons of God shouted for joy, can you lift up your voice to the clouds, that abundance of water may answer you? Can you send on their missions the lightnings? To you do they say, Here we are. Does the hawk soar because of your wisdom and stretch her wings to the south wind? Does the eagle mount up at your bidding and build her nest on high? Will the fault finders strive with the Almighty? He who argues with God, let him answer. Will you set aside my judgment and condemn me that you may be justified? Then Job answered the Lord, How small I am! What can I answer? I lay my hand on my mouth. I spoke once, but will do so no more. Yes, twice, but will go no further. I know thou canst do all things, and that nothing with thee is impossible. I spoke therefore without sense, of wonders beyond my knowledge. I had heard of thee but by hearsay, but now my eyes have seen thee. Therefore I despise my words and repent in dust and ashes. Then Jehovah gave back to Job twice as much as he had before, and Jehovah blessed the last part of Job's life more than the first part. And he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, a 1,000 yoke of oxen, a 1,000 asses, he also had seven sons and three daughters, and after this Job lived a hundred and forty years. End of chapter 91